Greetings, I'm Curtis Joseph, this is In Depth. Charles Dickens and Jane Austen. These are one of my two top favorite writers of all time. And the reason why I say that is basically, it's not because of their sexes, it's because they were brilliant writers in their time. And I find that basically, yes, their stories are very much relevant in their narratives as we speak. Yes, social norms have changed, but not so much the dialect, not so much in terms of the the narratives of what's being spoken about. Yes, things nowadays are things nowadays are a little are a lot more sophisticated than the Regency era and the Victorian era. But it's interesting that with all conversations, some things don't change. One of my favorite books from Charles Dickens is Bleak House. And I remember reading this book and then seeing the adaptation on PBS a couple of years, uh, almost actually five, maybe five years ago or so. And it was a fascinating adaptation. And I remember I watched in 2008 or nine, I believe, basically they had this, I might be wrong in the numbers, it was six, six part, like six episodes, but it was like six six of Jane Austen's books called Miss Austen's Regrets, you know, and Emma, and so forth. But I watched it because I wanted to get a better understanding of who Jane Austen was. And I remember I picked up, I bought a book on Amazon, an omnibus of all her six books that she had written in, um, in her life, basically, uh, for that, the, the four that got published and the two that got published after her death and basically i found that uh, found her to be a fascinating individual and with charles dickens dickens as well he was a fascinating great writer who had many of his stories serialized before like in, in until year, year, century or so later until they were put together in a culmination into a books like full books not uh novels basically that we in societies have the the blessings of having them now and you know in uh, the newer copies basically and i'm sure there are those that basically that have the original first editions when they were when they were issued but these writers basically if they were to live in these times i don't even know if they i can only imagine like well in a sense too they would have to write with the times of course as they did then in their own times but could they stand up to now? But in fact, that answer has already been given. Their works still live. They'll still car they've carried on after their passings, and they still hold true to scholars, to purists of uh, avid reader of avid readers who enjoy these books and who have them in their collections, and continue to read them yearly to return to those to those worlds of these fascinating characters that that have so much heart within them that we have to wonder does that even exist in the human condition now with our societies how things have gone and how we're going and to me it's fascinating that basically it holds true to us but it depends on who we talk to about it you know it's like the saying of like we choose who we have our battles with who we choose and in a sense to who we communicate with right that can in a civilized manner we can have these conversations with that are open to it out of their own volition as well as we do 
with Charles Dickens and Jane Austen are high on the pantheon of, of, of great writers that I highly respect and who has influenced my writing, uh, my writing as, as a writer um, in terms of how to write a higher standard of quality of, of literature and where you're breathing great life into characters who, when the readers read them, their stories through each line through the understanding of their humor, their perspective of like why the characters thought about that, you feel that connectivity and richness of an understanding of you may not be in the same situation as these characters, but you have a depth of empathy for understanding. Yes, I can see that. I may not be in that, but I can I can feel it. I can I can. I have some logical, um, I have logical and emotional understanding. All the faculties, I can understand that I could have been like that. I could be, I could be like that, if it was to ever happen. And yes, there have been a lot of downtrodden stories that have happened to Charles Dickens, but I mean, he based it on his his life, of the things that he had seen in his life, as well as Jane Austen as well. But with these two writers, they are great. In their time, they're great now, and they will be great onwards. As long as there's many readers that wish to come and see it, see their, uh, read their works, see their adaptations on the big stage, on screen, whether it's small or big, they hold true. Now, it's interesting that Jane Austen's book, Emma, is going to be out in movie theaters next month. At least in March 6th, I believe, in North America. And it's fascinating with such a story that I have witnessed on the small screen twice in television adaptations. That it's fascinating that basically when it's being presented, the new spin. I mean, I guess it's it's always the case of how the acting gives fuller richness to the character than from previous actors that have played these roles in other iterations, past iterations, I would say. So, with that being said, these great writers, as much as we put them on pedestals because of their work and the richness that they gave in literature and how they changed, they were game changers in literature for their times and onwards now as their works live on after them. It's great to know that basically these works as they are readily available to the general masses, to the public, and to newer generations that are yet to come, that will come to read these books, whether, yes, one in school, and also as, as a curriculum, and also two in the, at their leisure. It's great to know these types of these writers and their works and their legacies will live onwards, and their stories grounded with us humans we can all connect to it if we give it the chance and invest with the fullness of a sense of basically of understanding that we may not be living these characters lives but the understanding of the richness of these fully fle uh, fleshed out characters 
and they're humorous, intelligent, and witty, and everything that encompasses these characters, we can relate to it because we could possibly one day know a person like that. And as much as that's too, we're not like we're not like vicariously living. In a sense, too, we are vicariously living through these characters because we're reading the stories. Because they're fictional. But at the same time, too, they, in essence, are based off on real people in parts that these writers had experienced in their lives, that they knew. Whether an acquaintance, friends, family members, people that were in business that they... They they were they had run-ins with. The human condition is is centrifugal, and that's what's the great beauty of literature. These great writers are, out of the many, are the are one of the greatest, are two of the greatest out there, and their works will live on, as long. It's always wanted, and needed. And. I would say the latter. It's always going to be needed. And there. Much to be celebrated. And it's always a good thing. On that note, live life to the fullest.